right. Tweet Talks, episode 15. It's lit. Raphael and Charles. That's like the intro, man. It's lit. Yeah, man. How we doing, Charles? I'm blessed. I'm exhausted. I literally, like, I left work at 6 in the morning. I took an Uber back home. I slept in the Uber. I got into the shower. I slept, and I, I got into the shower. I literally turned around at 8. I had to be at an appointment at 10 o'clock. And then I had another appointment, and it was just a very long day. But it's great. I'm blessed, man. I always tell, like, people, it's like, are you complaining or are you bragging? And it's like, I'm actually bragging. Like, if I do some work like that, I'm, I'm not complaining. I'm not like, oh, they kept me there. I'm like, I, I did this. I conquered that. I can conquer anything. If I can work overnight, I can conquer anything. And, like, the great thing about what I do is I'm gaining, like I said, million-dollar skills. So the job is worth something, but the skills are worth millions. And so for mm-hmm. me, it's like any project that I touch is just going to make me a better lawyer. So let me touch as many projects as possible. Let me stay as long as I need to. Let me read what I need to read. Because, I mean, successful people are professionals and entrepreneurs, not just entrepreneurs, not just investors, but professionals. You can be a wealthy professional, just like you can be a wealthy investor or entrepreneur. They're wealthy doctors, they're wealthy lawyers, there's wealthy engineers, there's wealthy accountants. So it's like, it's not even just like, oh, you got to start a business or you can't get rich. Well, yeah, but also you can have a pretty successful life as a professional. And so I just kind of hybrid and bridge that gap. And I get to be a professional and an investor. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, Erica Williams always says that you can have a job, you just got to own something. Make sure you own or invest on the side, too. But um, you had a tweet that said, don't invest for money. Man, I it's so funny because I'll see things and I'll go on about my day and I'll tweet something that was related to that. And so what this tweet is actually related to is um, Erica Williams on her Instagram stories, she was answering trucking questions. And one of the trucking questions was like, hey, how soon do we get paid? Oh, I and, saw that. and I sent her a message and I was like, thirsty MFers. <laughs> like, it's like, it's like people, they're, they're, they're treat, they treat investing like gambling or they treat investing like, a slot machine they treat investing like i do something once and i just start getting paid instantaneous when investing is a lifestyle ownership is a lifestyle doing this stuff is forever and so what i realized is like i don't just invest and buy homes to make money we do it because it's lucrative and it's a power move i posted something and i said that i think that we have this wealth conversation on an elementary level too often where the conversation's like oh if I buy this rental property and they pay me this much money that I'm going to be able to live for free. Like that's basic. Mm-hmm. We're talking basic level stuff. When, when you really start talking that wealth talk, then you're talking about, okay, well I lent this money at some, I, I borrowed this money from the bank at 3%. I lent it to somebody else for 12% and they pay me and it's not even my money. That's like big boy wealth talk. We're trying to get to big boy syndication wealth talk, but we're over here chasing quick bucks and investing and you don't get there. It's like, it's like Ash Cash said, we have to change our relationship and our mindset with money. So our mindset shouldn't be do something, get paid. Our mindset should be own something, period. The payment will either come immediately, 
It'll come to our heirs. It'll come by getting that asset paid off. But we shouldn't be immediately seeking to pull money out of the asset. We should not be investing with the sole purpose of let me see how fast I can pull money out of this so I can then go spend it on some Jordans. Like that's that's kind of what I was saying with that. Hmm. Hey, um, speaking of Ash Cash, did you pick up that new book of his, the uh, Hustlenomics? Um? I, I did. I'm only like a third of the way through, but it's it's very good. I like it so far. I actually pay. I paid for my copy. I didn't. I didn't want the freebie. I paid for it. It wasn't that expensive. It was like three bucks. Yeah. So that I gotta pick it up. I gotta pick it up. So you I can get it for free though. You can get it for free at Hustlenomics.com. So if you don't want to support the cause and you just want to get the knowledge, which is still supporting the cause, you can get it for free. Or I'll send you a copy, Raphael. All right. All right, cool. Um, Whatever. Uh, I definitely want to read, though. Um, Before you said, you said I own for ego. Mm. I said I own for ego because I like people to call me Lord. it's kind of like it's the same thing like for me it's 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 i wish i could just get people to understand this um we've said this on other shows and it's related it's like entrepreneurship isn't just about getting rich making a lot of money entrepreneurship is about being in control of your destiny entrepreneurship is about the power to determine how much money you make not letting leaving that up to somebody else and so for me it's like it's not even just about the money. It's about the ego. It's about the self-esteem. It's about knowing that there's somebody that is indebted to you. There's somebody who has a moral obligation to you every single month. And if they don't pay it, it's some problems. And that is a position of power. That is a position of ego. And ego can be used two different ways. I can either use my ego negatively or I can use it positively. And I always tell people like ego in a lot of ways is the reason why I've lost a lot of relationships, but it's also the reason why I built all this shit because I just think that I'm the person that has the ability to do it. My ego serves me. My ego might also hinder me, but my ego serves me. And so for me, I'm just like, it's, it, it kind of speaks to like why I start businesses. Now you have to find something that's not attached to money. You have to, otherwise life is just it's wasted if all you do is chase money to buy something that somebody else told you to buy are you really living are you just chasing the rat race like we can't just do stuff just to get money to buy stuff change your relationship with money as he says wherein i was listening to a dr umar johnson uh video today and he made this point that we started valuing things instead of valuing becoming something so it's like, I want to become something. I want to become somebody who owns a bunch of stuff, right? You either, if you own a bunch of stuff, they're looking at you like that guy owns 10 houses. They don't care about what your cash flow is. They don't care about what your appreciation is. They don't care about what your cash on cash return is. And interestingly enough, when you do all those things, you also are pretty financially secure. And so for me, it's like, I don't want to chase the reward as much as I want to chase the reward at the work. I don't want to chase pulling stuff out as much as I want to chase getting more and more. So that's kind of why I look at it. Like it's, it's bigger than just the money. You can't chase money your whole life. You'll be, you, you won't get anywhere. You won't get what you really want. You also said um, you would enjoy life more if you live for others. I 100% agree with this statement. Um, 
there's a lot of people out there who live to see what other people can give to them. I live to see what I can give to others. And interestingly enough, that's just a trait of all successful people. Wealthy people are givers. And you'll usually see that poor people are takers. You don't see a lot of people who are poor out there seeing how much they can help people. But you do see Warren Buffett out there seeing how much money he can give away. So it's like, I study the wealthy and then I try to emulate the wealthy. I don't just do what my circumstances allow me to do. And so I found, and I always say this, is that selfish people shrink and givers grow. If you're selfish, you tend to only do just enough for you. And your life is so much more than just what you can get for yourself. As a man, your responsibility is to provide for not just yourself, but for your kids' kids. Like I said before, find your purpose, not just your passion. Find what you were put here on earth as a man to do. And the Bible outlines everything you're supposed to do as a man. You're supposed to love your wife. You're supposed to leave an inheritance for your kids. You're supposed to provide. You're supposed to protect. Does And so, like, if there's things that come in place of providing, that means you got to forego those things. If you can't provide because you got some sneakers, you're going on vacation, you're doing this, that means you got to forego those because your purpose is for you to be the man that your family requires of you. So I just find that, like, I'm more blessed and I enjoy my life when I give to others. I exist in more abundance when I give to others. And if we have more people who just approach life as what can I do for somebody else, I think our community as a whole would be better. Hmm. And you said, I invest so I can do what I want, not what's affordable. Right. Um, I was talking to my mom this morning and I told her, I was like, oh, I haven't seen my niece and nephew in a long time. I want to take them to Disneyland. And I was like, I think I want to take them to Disneyland during uh, like the holiday months. And my mom, she's, she's really like, she doesn't realize that she does this, but she, she can kind of place limits on me. And I told her, I was like, I don't want your limits. Like get those limits away from me. And then I realized like, I don't invest and do all these things and make these sacrifices just so I can live a low level life. I want to live life abundantly. And so, yeah, I'm not chasing money, but I know what I want out of life. I'm not, I, it's like, I feel like I don't want to, cause I just feel like it's not intelligent to, to live life chasing a buck. I, I feel like you have to live life chasing change, chasing perfect purpose and chasing like creating things for people. And so I told my mom, I was like, I do all these things cause I want to live the life that I want not So I can live an affordable life where I drive a Camry and I live here and I do that. Like, no, I want to live on the beach. I want to drive what I want. I want to fly how I want, on a vacation how I want. And that's why I'm willing to sacrifice all this immediate stuff, all this low-level stuff. I don't want the low-level stuff. I want the high-level stuff. Hear that. Um, so. Let's take a quick break. This is Elwood of Mindset Matters Tees. We offer merchandise with quotes that help shape your mindset. You can find us at www.mindsetmatterstees.com. Switching gears real quick. Let me ask you, how did the, um, the real estate meetup go on? The real estate meetup is actually this upcoming, or it's, it's the 24th. Oh, right, it's the 24th. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, the 24th. Not here yet. 
Yeah, we had to we had to we had to push it back because they're flying Rashawn and Scott out. We actually are going to Ty Capital sponsoring her flight. Uh-huh. Got you. Is Erica Williams going to be at that one? Or she was supposed to be at the other before, right? Erica Williams was at the one I want to say in September. And uh, two months ago. But she'll be back here in November, so we'll probably do another event. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I saw HBCU Wall Street is having one in New York on Tuesday coming. Yeah. Yep. Thinking about going to that one. Some good probably people. Go to, probably go to that one. Probably break up my podcast with you. Yeah. Um, you might be able to run into a uh, real estate baddie while you're there. Oh, she's in New York, right? No, she's in the uh, D.C. area. D.C.? Okay. Gotcha. All right, so you also said rich people have teams of people. You don't even have an accountant, fan. <laughs> I forgot. Oh, I was so – I was listening to – so, of course, we know – I'm getting a lot of background noise from, like, shuffling papers. But um, I was uh, going to say that uh, – what was I going to say? Oh, so of course, you know, the book, Rich Dad Poor, that says that business and investing are team sports. And a lot of times we use that to convey like the equity and the partnership aspect, but it also, it speaks to having an accountant, having a lawyer, having a business manager, having an assistant, having a team of people around you to operate the business of you. And it really resonated with me when I was listening to this Chris Rock interview today. And he was talking about how like him and Charlie Murphy shared an accountant. And I thought that was so dope that, like, he has an accountant. Like, people wouldn't know that about Chris Rock. And so it kind of made me realize, like, I legit need an accountant. Not like it's nice to have somebody help us with the taxes. Like, no, the business can't function without these roles. And I was explaining that to the people on the HBCU Capital call today. And I was telling them, like, hey, the business, you might not realize this, but we all have roles within this business. It's not just let's stand around and wait for the money to fly in. Like, I need you as a part of this team to dominate finding deals for us. I need you as a part of this team to dominate organizing our finances for us. I need you as a part of this team to dominate construction management. I need you as a part of this team to dominate property management. And we're so we're all working, but we're all just like working our role within the organization. And we create kind of like the McDonald's effect where we can do so much more because it's not like I'm trying to find the deals and also managing the construction and managing the property. No, we have a guy for that. And that's how it should operate. That is how just anything should function as individuals and teams. And if we start looking at that, the community will function as well because we have communities where everybody's like, oh, well, I need a podcast now. Uh, well, need to have my own conference now uh well i need to sell t-shirts now and so it's like we can't create a society societies function when you have a plumber an electrician a maintenance man all these different trades and it's organized and it's intelligently put together and that's just how i feel like we have to get or we have situations where we have now we have a bunch of people who are just sitting around waiting for lebron james to do all the work like no you just you become very very good at raking up leads so that way our community would never have any leaves on the ground. You become very good at trimming the trees. Our, our, our community would never have trees on the ground. You become very good at painting the sidewalks. You become very good at running security. You become very good at mowing the lawns. You become very good at installing siding. We need people to just dominate their lane and contribute to the society, not just try to be all things to all people 
or the jack of trade and master of none, and we just have a society of do nothing errs. Go hmm. skill up. I was um, at this land bank information informational session like two weeks ago, and they were announcing this. Uh, they were giving us information about this new land bank that they bring into New Jersey for the first time. And they started introducing like some of the team members. And the majority of them is like seven people or so. And the majority of them were black, were black men. I was like, well, black people. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, like one was an architect, one was one was in charge of finding deals, one is in charge of this and that. And like it was like, wow, they found these black people with all these skills. And a lot of them had like 15, 20 years experience. It was like, it was impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, like we need to just keep getting skills in, in 2019, 2020. Right. Like, all about yeah. skills. And it's like, don't be afraid to stay in your lane. It's like, if I see Chris out there selling watches, that doesn't mean that I need to be like, oh, dang, it's money to be made selling watches. Like, nah, let him do his watch thing. If I see somebody out there who's selling iPad AirPod cases, let him do his AirPod cases. We have to get into it. Wealth comes through creation, not competition. So if you hop into a space and you start creating, you automatically don't get wealth. It's a foregone conclusion. You might not see it now. You might think you're winning, but you're slowly eliminating your profit margin because now people don't have to compete. Now people can choose. You have to compete with for them. And it becomes an economics problem and not uh just to have a good market problem. And so that's one of the things that I just think people would have to, we have to, we have to be intelligent about how we do things and copying somebody is, has nothing to do with being intelligent. A lot of people who are just like, that's when you're in, in school and there's somebody who didn't know shit, they would just copy the next person. <laughs> like, in, instead of actually going out there, studying, learning, they're just like, oh, well, they said the answer is A and B. So I just come do A and B. And there's people who are out here who are building businesses and that's what they're doing. There's people out here who are creating enterprises and that's what they're doing. I just, even with the rental property stuff, like everybody shouldn't invest in rental properties just because I'm investing in rental properties and I make it look easy. Doesn't mean everybody should own rentals because what happens is you know that you're in a bubble when it is become investors. If there's somebody who their lane is not real estate, they need to stay in their lane and work with somebody whose lane is real estate because it's just, it's just not going to end well. That's the reason why the real estate crash happened last time is you had a bunch of people who weren't real estate people buying up these homes at crazy prices, just chasing the buck. I avoid manias. That's one of my investing principles is I avoid, I avoid manias. I avoid things where idiots are making money. Everybody, want, everybody was watching these uh, flip your home TV shows. But but the same can be true about rental properties now, especially if you have it with debt. I saw somebody bragging, they're like, Man, I got all these homes, all I had to do was put fifty five hundred down. And like the thing is, and no like no disrespect to that person, but like you're leveraged. We don't have leverage on anything. Our tenant didn't pay rent last month and I'm not over here like, damn, how am I gonna pay the mortgage? Like there is no mortgage. We good. Like <laughs> I feel like it's, it's, it's scary stuff. And that's why I tell people like, you can't just copy what I'm doing because you don't know what I know that put me into that space. I didn't just say, let's go buy in Detroit. I did a lot of analysis. I did a lot of thought. I talked to a lot of people. 
I'm a very informed individual. And so there's people who are just going to follow you into a space. And I don't even know if they have the ability to back out of it or pivot or if they've thought through multiple strategies or if they, if they even know those multiple strategies exist. Right. Um, I mean, blood bad for some of these people. You said Kelly is a new Bitcoin. I said that. Well, just, I guess you were in one of your um, Kelly is bad modes. Uh, F Kelly, the expensive prices. Yeah, Kelly is just nuts. If you look at some of these home prices, it's just nuts. Um, we put I put up a client's house. And it's just like in some little area like Glendale and the home is worth like 3.8. And I was like, 3.8? Like, where's the ocean view? What, what, what is, where is the 3.8 justified? I don't see no 3.8 justified because it's all fake. California valuations are fake. And we're not going to see it until like a little bit of ways from now. We've already seen corrections. Uh, we've already seen prices coming down. Um, they, they're building and building apartments that are sitting vacant. It's like if you had that much demand for the supply that you're building, they'll be pre-sold. But instead, you're building them and they're just sitting there vacant because you want a price that doesn't make sense. So the rents here are like the new Bitcoin. They keep going up and up. People think they're going to continue to buy and appreciate and force rents up and refi and take all the money out. And unfortunately, the party's going to stop. A lot of these, a lot of these states are passing rent control. A lot of these states are passing laws against wholesaling. A lot of these states are cracking down on the wild, wild west that was the real estate market. And I just, I just, I hope people are prepared. I hope they are. Oh boy. Maybe um, maybe it's fun to get your downtown LA spot. That's the goal. <laughs> That's what we plotting on, man. Multiple cribs. Let's take a quick break. So you said um, being bad at the right game is better than being great at the wrong one. I don't know what context I said that in, but um, it's true. It's true. I think that sometimes people play the wrong game. And I, I can't think of what context that was in but what I found is like like for example I would rather have a professional career and maybe not have gone to the best of schools as opposed to some of these kids who go to like SC and they get a degree in like nonsense or they go to UCLA and they get a degree in nonsense it's like you're better off to go to a Cal State and get a degree in engineering, then go to a top tier school and get a degree in bullshit. And so I just feel like we have to be conscious of the games that we're playing. A lot of us are out here trying to be the strongest single mom, but I'd rather be an average person that wasn't like a single mom than be a great single mom. Because you can do all that you want as a single mom and you still might fall short. You still likely will fall short. And so I feel like we have to just focus on doing the right stuff as opposed to just trying to make the wrong stuff look right. And I made this point before when I was talking about how like we glamorize like the hood and the struggle 
not because it's actually glamorizing, but because we don't have a choice. Some people don't have a choice. If that's what you're born into, you got to like act like it's what you wanted. You got to act like there's some value there. So I just find like we have to be intelligent and thoughtful in the things that we do so that we're doing the right stuff, not just doing what's comfortable and easy. Yeah, I was wondering about that kind of stuff. It's like, instead of saying, my situation is not good, I need to get out of it, people are like, like this is the best thing ever. There's nothing wrong with it. Mm. Like, you know, I'm not overweight. I'm just thick. <laughs> exactly. 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 And But the thing is, like, you still get the consequences of your actions. So just because you make it sound good, and just because you brag about it, it doesn't mean that the consequences aren't coming. The consequences are coming. So if you are out here talking about, like, you're not fat, you're thick, you're still going to get high, high blood pressure. You're still at a potential risk of getting diabetes. Um, if you, whatever, we could, I could, the list goes on and on, like, advocating for the hood and making it seem like the struggle is great. It might sound cool, but your kids are out here struggling through school. Your kids can't go to summer camp. Your kids can't do all the things they need to do. Like the, the stuff that we brag about sounds cool, but the results don't show that it actually is cool. Yeah, man. And I, and I say, I say, all, I say all this with love, man. I say all this with love. Nothing but love. You say that. Don't compete with us. Compete with us. That's that's the whole message behind this show. For shizzle. Yeah, you gotta link up, come together. Uh, and uh, I keep saying we need to get out more to these events, like these black uh, real estate meetups. These uh, uh, networking mixers. You need to see, meet each other in person, especially people in your own town. See who's doing what, so we can link up and do bigger things in our own towns. Get together, yep. we can compete together. Instead of running around, I'm doing a little bit here, you're doing a little bit there. Let's just come together and combine forces. And, um, Remember, that's the whole point behind the whole Black Man but Building Wife conference coming up in Atlanta. That's the date again, February 2020. Yeah! Working on that list of speakers. It's so, it's, it's so many potential speakers out there that, um, yeah, the speaker list is what drives the whole event. Like, if you can get good speakers and good panels, the event promotes itself and makes itself slow and I just feel like that's it has to happen and we're gonna make it happen so looking forward to it and we have more information about that um, speaking of how we talked already about teams I know people think uh, only rich people have teams you gotta get rich first before you can get your own team. Better off getting a team first if you wanna get rich. Right. And 
Yeah, just announcing like you gotta have you gotta have people that's gonna help you get what you need to get done. Like um just wanna put out there we have this new partnership with uh Latasha on Go to Stay. Those listening, if you want to, she's offering a free 30-minute consultation for financial coaching call at godestay.com slash tweet talk. That's G-O-D-E-S-T-E dot com slash tweet talk, T-W-E-E-T-T-A-L-K. It's your free 30-minute consultation call. Natasha, she's booked up to already up to the 23rd, so you need to get in there before Canada completely books up. Um, I think we're going to wrap it up. So, Charles, get a duly sleep? Yes. I'm trying to go right to sleep. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. Yeah, so just remember to follow us on Twitter. You can find Charles at Todd Milley, T-O-D-D-M-I-L-I. T-O-D-D-N-I-L-L-I. You'll find me at, at Work Money Life. You can find us on Instagram at Black Wealth Tweet Talk, at Todd Millionaire, at Todd Investments, at Blessed Black Man. I think that's about it. Man, you got like four to six Instagram accounts. <laughs> it's so cool when they like comment on each other's posts it's so cool to me but yeah check out check out the sponsors of the millionaire podcast and this podcast as well uh terry e Gioma, trade and travel um erica classic climb hood estate rei leads and 24 7 watches also check out provider life they definitely are they always keep me laced they just send me shirts man they just look it up Definitely some good guys over there that know what they're doing in regards to marketing and influence marketing, getting their shirts into the hands of the right people. We got to get Rafa shirt. I might have to drop him one of my shirts, but just great stuff going on in this Black Wealth Renaissance. It's an exciting time for all of us. Yeah, he's talking about he he's ready to be a sponsor to speak or whatever the conference. I think he's in there in Atlanta, I think, right? Yeah, yep. And can't forget also uh, Noir BNB. Can't forget Noir BNB. It's lit. Official lodging sponsor of the Blessed Black Man, Black Man Wealth Building Conference. Strictly motivated and focused on African American men because we need conferences that are for us, that are for uplifting us, and for just creating opportunities and solutions for us. With of course the focus on building that that uh that shelter that shelter it might even have to be a shelter and a school i just we just gotta i was listening to umar johnson he was talking about how like we got ipads but we don't have hospitals and it's like Mm -hmm. i just like i said before like i want to be the person that solves all our problems not because i want the glory but because somebody got to do it somebody got to do it me and me and rafael got this yeah so we're gonna wrap this up and so our beautiful black people out there, we just want to remind you like this is about assets over liabilities. Um, this is about turning cash into assets, real estate businesses, 
stock investment, and some stuff that we could pass down to our children. Building together. And it's remember, lit. It's not about the, the, the specific product that you're selling. It's not about having watches or trucks or rentals. It's not, it's, the idea isn't, doesn't matter as much as what you put into it. You gotta remember you are the source. Like I am the source and Charles is the source. And Greek Talks episode 15, we are out. Peace.